Welcome to the audio of Excluded Headlines. I'm Tamara Pearson, a journalist, author and activist based here in Puebla, Mexico. This week's excluded or downplayed headlines from the Global South include mass deportations of refugees from the Dominican Republic, the IMF refusing to help drought-affected Pakistan, and the continuing impacts of US sanctions on Venezuela. The mainstream media has focused much of its so-called global news on the World Cup and has covered the protests and repression in Iran as well as protests in China. And while China, for example, should be covered, the amount of coverage has given the impression that millions are protesting there. In reality, most news outlets haven't mentioned any numbers, with one CNN article noting hundreds at a candlelight vigil and time recognizing that there have been protests in, quote, at least eight major cities across the country. There are 687 cities in China. With a clashing economic and political interest between the US and China, it's worth asking why these protests are getting so much more coverage than others elsewhere. In the Dominican Republic, special police forces have been deporting hundreds of Haitians daily. On average, the newly created police force is expelling 750 Haitian refugees and migrants from the Dominican Republic per day. The government created the force specifically to chase down and expel migrants earlier this month, and since then there has been an increase in deportations, violence towards Haitians, homes destroyed, denial of medical attention, and racism or discrimination. In February this year, the Dominican government began building a wall between Haiti and its country. The U.S. Embassy criticized the Dominican government's actions, despite treating Haitian refugees the same way. There were small protests in Haiti against the violence against Haitian migrants on Tuesday, while people in Mexico have also organized resistance against the mass deportations. And the IMF wants drought-devastated Pakistan to reduce expenses in order to access funding. Just months after millions were displaced by floods in Pakistan, the International Monetary Fund asked the country to reduce its expenses before talks to review its loan program. On Tuesday, with US $1 billion in debt payments due on Friday, the country was forced to take out a US $500 million loan from the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank at a cruel interest rate of 4.9%. In Sudan, women who sell tea and food in the street protested on Monday. Police attacked the protest and confiscated their equipment. The protesters were demanding an end to the regular attacks by police against women workers in the informal sector and for police officers to be punished. In Venezuela, Chevron was granted a license, but US sanctions are still hurting the country. Following talks, the US has allowed Chevron to resume oil production in Venezuela. The move will not benefit Venezuelans, and the U.S.'s economic sanctions against the country continue to cause fertilizer and fuel shortages, make international transactions difficult, and prevent subsidized basic goods from reaching Venezuelans. In Honduras, the president has declared a national security emergency, including curfews in high-crime areas, and ordered strict border control. The measures are supposedly part of a plan to confront organized crime, violence, and extortion. And while the implementation may be difficult, the measures are very similar to El Salvador's national emergency, which has seen thousands of innocent people arrested and imprisoned. In Honduras' case, the policy follows protests by bus and taxi drivers demanding the government take action against gang extortion. In Argentina, a plant is turning industrial organic waste into electricity. While biogas plants are reasonably common, the Helios Clean Energy plant in Cordoba is the first in the region to generate energy entirely from industrial organic waste. 
Usually biogas plants need to use a large share of crops like corn to be viable. Kazakhstan has its first new party in two decades. An environmental party has become the first new legally recognized party in the country in 20 years. The new party is called Baytek. National elections are due next year and the few opposition parties in the country tend not to be very critical. However, the new Green Party has been accused of astroturfing. And finally, Uganda is struggling to support a large refugee population. In early 2022, Uganda was already hosting 1.5 million refugees. Since then, 130,000 more refugees have arrived from the Democratic Republic of Congo and South Sudan. Large towns have developed with basic facilities and refugee children attending local schools. However, services are well beyond capacity. Thank you for listening. Do share or invite contacts to subscribe so that people can get a fuller picture of global events and news.